Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. And Davis, you probably just have the first eight verses on the script because I realized the one didn't show up on the bulletin, so you wouldn't know to uh, put those in there. But we need those last few verses. So hear these words. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrapping, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, saw and believed, for they had yet, for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white sitting there with the body of Jesus, where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you had carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go tell my brothers and say to them, I am sending my father and your father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went out and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them what he had said, these things to her. The word of God to the people of God. Again, we want to welcome everyone here on this Resurrection Sunday. Those of you who are worshiping with us online, whether you're worshiping with us today or whether you're worshiping with us later in the week, we welcome you as well as those in the house and know that wherever you worship and however you worship, we are all family here at Good Shepherd. I'm Pastor Regina and we thank you for taking time to be with us this morning as we, resur- as we celebrate Resurrection Day. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. We've come to the end of our 40-day Lenten journey. We have arrived at an empty tomb. What does it mean? What are we to make of this discovery? Now, we have 2,000-plus years of hindsight to know the rest of the story. But Mary, Mary was confused upon her arrival to the tomb. She did not have the answer to those questions. All she knew was, was that Jesus' body was gone. She had seen Jesus beaten, whipped, 
crucified and laid in a tomb. She had seen the stone rolled over the entrance to seal it. And now Jesus was gone. She had her dreams and they had died along with her friend. Mary's dream was not unlike the dream many of us have has had as a young person. One filled with future dreams. One of companionship, freedom, and acceptance. Mary came from this small village in Magdala. Tradition tells us that she had been healed of seven demons by Jesus and, and had become a follower of him and his ministry. Jesus had given her a reason to live and she had followed him wherever he went. She had served along with the disciples wherever possible. She was a disciple. She, like many others, believed Jesus to be the Messiah and had hoped that redemption would soon come to her people. When Mary met Jesus, her self-perception changed. She no longer saw herself as a demon-possessed individual with no hope. She saw herself as someone with great expectation and, and a place in a great moment in history. Her world had changed. She had something for which to live. Jesus had given her hope. Jesus had taught her compassion. And Jesus had given her courage to face the future unafraid. But now, Mary's dream had changed. Old fears and helplessness had crept back into her life. She had to accept this new reality that Jesus was dead. The excited crowd of followers welcoming the king into Jerusalem only a few short days ago had, had changed into an angry mob crying out for Jesus' crucifixion. The angry mob won out. Jesus was dead and now Mary was left to honor him and, and to grieve the loss of her dream. The one thing she could do, as difficult as it would be, was to prepare her friend's body for burial. The act could be her final gift to the one who had given her so much. Our scripture today tells us that Mary Magdalene came to the tomb to mourn her friend Jesus. What she expected was very different from what she received. The stone that had blocked the entrance to the tomb was rolled away and, and Jesus was missing. She went to tell Peter and John. Peter and John went to check out Mary's discovery and, and found the tomb empty and the, the grave clothes lying in this empty tomb. They returned home not knowing what to make of what they had just seen. Mary approached this tomb with disappointment, fear, dread, and grief. She encountered the empty tomb, but th these emotions were quickly replaced by confusion and just more questions. What had happened to Jesus' body? Who had taken Jesus away and, and where had they put him? Mary came to see the place where the Savior was laid to rest. What she received was a Savior who had conquered death and gotten up and walked out of the grave. Mary didn't know what to make of this ever-changing reality. Yet Mary stayed behind, still in a state of grief, not running away, not hiding from those who were in authority. As she looked in the tomb, crying at the loss of her friend, this time she was amazed by two angels who, who asked her why she was crying. She then encountered a man who she thought to be the gardener and inquired about Jesus' whereabouts. Then it happened. Then it happened. Jesus spoke her name, 
Mary. 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 Something inside of her recognized the Master. The speaking of her name amid her distress and grief allowed her to hear the Master speak. Mary. Hearing her name spoken by Jesus was all that it took for Mary to understand that she was in the presence of God. That Jesus is alive and risen from the dead. A dream she thought was lost was now beginning to change in a positive and unexpected way. Mary went away from the tomb and announced to the other disciples, I have seen the Lord. She then understood the power of the stone being rolled away and Jesus walking out of the grave. The stone was meant to keep Jesus in, but the grave was opened. The stone was meant to seal the tomb, but Jesus had removed it all, and and all who wish to enter can see the empty tomb. The stone was meant to deny the world their Messiah, and it was this stone was nothing more than a parable, a pebble to the God of creation. This stone is more, and its removal reveals an empty grave and a risen Savior. Jesus is out of the grave, and we are all witnesses. To the risen Christ. Because this stone was rolled away and Jesus had risen from the dead, Mary, Peter, John, and all the disciples, and even us here today, have experienced the power of the resurrection. Mary's task now was to share the good news to the followers of Christ who were still in mourning and then to the rest of the world. Mary's dream was still changing. The dreams of Christ's followers were about to change as well. What the followers of Christ knew at the time is that Jesus was dead. What these first century followers had forgotten is that God was in charge. Don't we forget that sometimes? God changes the impossible to the possible. God changes our dreams. The empty grave changed their nightmare of fear to dreams of assurance their nightmare of doubt to a vision of faith, their nightmare of despair to a dream of hope. The dream belonging to the followers of Christ had changed because of a moving stone and an empty tomb. The empty grave resulted in a mobilized faith. Because the stone had been rolled away, followers of Christ have never been told to stay in one place and to remain stagnant. Christians are told to go out, to go out and tell what they know of a risen Savior to all that they meet so that others can know too of a risen Savior. Have you ever thought that everyone was told to go away from where their leader was last seen? Even all of us. The woman were told to go and tell tell Jesus' disciples that Christ is risen. He's not here. The disciples were told to go to Galilee where they would see Jesus. Those who were eventually witnessed Jesus' ascension into heaven were told to go and make disciples of all nations. What are we as 21st century Easter people to do? How are we to experience the resurrection? What do you think? We too must go. Go and tell the world that Christ is risen. As contemporary Christians, we know that Christ is alive. We've seen and experienced the risen Christ. We know that He is alive in the world today because He lives in each of us. Christ is risen. We can rest assured that Christ is risen. 
Christ's resurrection is a bona fide, God-inspired, God-initiated, God-directed action of God's amazing grace. Christ is risen. What a glorious message that we have received from a God who loves us enough to send the Son that we too may rise with Christ. When we hear the language of God speaking our name and recognizing us as one of God's own, it allows us to drop our fear, our grief, and all that is holding us back from recognizing that Jesus is risen and alive. What was it like for Mary on that first Easter morning when Jesus spoke her name? I suspect that it was not any different from the time when each of us heard Jesus calling our name, wooing us into relationship with him. It was no different from right now as we hear Jesus speaking through the scripture, through music, and through the spoken word. Jesus speaks our name. It's up to us to hear. When the rubber meets the road, in the most unlikeliest of situations, when we are in the garden alone with the Master himself, when Jesus calls our name, we turn and we recognize him, just as Mary did. We listen to instructions and announce to the world, I have seen the Lord. When we hear Jesus speak our name, we then must proclaim the risen Lord through our words and our actions. We proclaim the name of Jesus by acting in his name to defeat injustice. We proclaim the name of Jesus each time we love our neighbor. We proclaim Jesus each time we share the gospel with others. The stone is rolled away, and now we must respond to what we have seen, to what we know. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. We must go and tell the world this wonderful message. The message is for everyone, not just those who claim to follow Jesus, not just the ones who have denied Jesus. The message of the resurrection is for everyone. The hopeless, the unbeliever, the hard-headed, all persons created in the image of God are deserving of this message of resurrection. The message for all of us here this morning is for all who have chosen to be with us today. The message is for those of us who are online. The reason we celebrate today is this. Christ is alive and well and living among us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Our dreams are bigger than we can imagine because of our risen Savior. Our Savior is bigger than the grave and our God is bigger than the power of death. The dream Mary thought had died had simply changed to something better than she could have ever imagined. Her dream, like ours, rest in the heart of the risen Savior. Because Mary obeyed Jesus and went to tell the disciples that he is alive, we are here today. We experience resurrection moments because someone told us that Jesus is alive. The message of the resurrection is still the same today. We are commanded to go and tell of the risen Savior because he is still risen.
technology is great when it works. today about the news of the resurrection as the first followers were to discover an empty tomb. May we be like Mary and go and tell others that we have seen the Lord and that he has risen. Jesus is still risen today and every day. It's up to all of us to tell the world. Thanks be to God for the gift of the resurrection and the hope it gives to all of us. Now let us celebrate the gift as we share together in Holy Communion. Christ the Lord invites to his table all who love him, all who earnestly repent of their sins and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, Creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. 
You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and brought us to the land flowing with milk and honey, and set before us the way of life. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. It's he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By your baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. By your great mercy, we have been born anew to a living hope through the resurrection of your Son from the dead and to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Once we were no people, but now we are your people, declaring your wonderful deeds in Christ who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was over, he took the cup, blessed it, gave thanks to you, and said, Drink from this, all of you, for this is the covenant This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in these your mighty acts, on the day you raised him from the dead, he was recognized by his disciples in the breaking of the bread. And the power of your Holy Spirit, your church, has continued in the breaking of the bread and the sharing of the cup. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. If those who are going to assist this morning will come forward, please.
this is the table of Christ. This is not the United Methodist table. It's not Good Shepherd's table. This is Christ's table, and all are invited. We will serve by intention this morning. We will come down the center aisle. A piece of bread will be broken off for you. You will dip it in the cup, and the altar is open if you would like to pray. And I have gluten-free options, and we do have options available if you don't aren't comfortable doing intention this morning. So let us come and celebrate this gift from God. The moon and stars that wept, the morning sun was dead. Savior of the world had fallen. His body on the cross, his blood poured out for us. The weight of every curse upon him.
Amen.